At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. It's another edition of WRAL Triangle in Two. I'm Mark Bergen. He's Luis Fernandez. Loaded pod today. Luis, it is Black Monday. A lot of change in the NFL. But we know who's going to make the playoffs. But on the flip side of this, we now know likely where Drake May is headed in the NFL, barring a trade. And he's going to team up with his former North Carolina teammate, Sam Howell, if Everything comes to fruition, but Lewis NFL week 18 has come and gone. What say you now that it looks like Drake may is headed to the Washington commanders. So, I mean, we've known that that may was going to be a top, you know, whatever pick here, right? It's all going to be about need and desire and, and all of that stuff. Um, I'll, I'll be curious to see how the rest of the kind of draft process shakes out for may because, um, you know, he's he's definitely going to be someone, I think, who, like, passes interviews with flying colors and things like that. And because of his physical talents, I think that's going to really jump off the board to some people. Um, you know, the comp that you hear all the time with Drake May is Justin Herbert. And I think, you know, if any, like, because of Justin Herbert's success on an individual level, statistically, I think that's something that's going to make that style of quarterback even more valuable, which is wild to say just in general. Um so I, I think I'm really excited to see what Drake ends up doing uh, in this process. Um, I mean, he's he's going to be either QB one or QB two. There's I don't think is unless Jaden Daniels just absolutely crushes everything. But I QB one or QB two. I'm with you there in terms of the prospects. I think Williams, Caleb Williams out of USC would be considered the favorite. I'll talk more about Williams in a bit, but Washington's going to have a huge overhaul. We find out today they fired Ron Rivera, who Mm. also was serving for the last four seasons as the team's head, not just the head coach, but the general manager as well, bringing over Bob Myers. Who is Bob Myers, Mark? Former front off executive in the Golden State Warriors that helped build Steph Curry and company into the dynasty that we know them to be four NBA titles later. And he's now going to try his hand at football. So you'll have a new coach. You'll have new front office people, new ownership taken over from mm-hmm. Daniel Snyder. And here's another thing too, Lewis, the commanders, whoever's running the front office, whether it's Myers or someone else have the highest in the most amount of salary cap space heading into this off season, massive overhaul in Washington, it looks like Drake May is going to be the face of that, assuming that Williams goes to the Bears, number one overall. We'll see how all of this shakes out, though. So one thing we talked about before we got started recording today is just kind of like going over the, the situation with all the picks here, because we do know that wild things can't happen in the NFL draft. All you got, I mean, you don't have to go very far to see the Panthers trading up to the number one spot for last year, right? So the one one kind of like nugget rumor that I've seen floated around, right? You mentioned all that stuff with the commanders, how they are, you know, brand new owner. They just let go of Ron Rivera, um, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So they're really trying to clean house. They're really trying to establish a new face, if you will. Um, 
Caleb Williams is from the Washington, D.C. area. Oh, okay. So the rumor that I've seen kind of floated out there, I don't even know if rumor is necessarily the right word, more of just kind of like a thought, is what if the commanders throw a bunch of stuff at the Bears and try and move up one spot and take Caleb Williams number one? That to me would be fascinating. And then we have to look at what does that do for Drake May? And the Bears have a predicament of having the number one pick in back-to-back years. They got the King's Ransom for last year's top pick. They could probably get even more considering how highly touted both Caleb Williams and Drake May is. Let me add another wrench into this plan, right? What happens if Caleb Williams – look, we expect Drake May to be top three, top two. What happens when Caleb Williams measures out? Lower than six foot one, which he's listed at oh, USC, right? Come now. on, Mark. That's not good. That, no. that day's coming. I mean, even if he does, I don't think it's going to impact it. Like, we were talking about people guys are going to lose their minds, Lewis. They, I mean, you know, everyone, everyone said that Joe Burrow's hands are too small and, you know, he should retire. Like, that's not, that's not going to, there, there are some of those measurables that matter. I think Caleb Williams has shown more than enough on the field to prove that those measurables are non-existent if the the absolute farthest caleb williams falls is qb2 that's the absolute farthest i'm with yeah yeah that's but that's what i'm saying is what would it take for may to overcome williams and i think that that would be part of the narrative in terms of look we saw we were talking about this a year ago with Bryce Young, and it says no knock on Bryce Young. He has the low NFL's lowest completion percentage of any starter. And we said, Well, what's the recipe for success? Five bodyguards in front of him, stud skill position players. It didn't happen this year. Terrible coaching around him. And we'll get into the Panthers later on in this discussion. But undersized quarterbacks traditionally struggle in the NFL. That's not yeah. a hot take by any stretch of the means. So Okay, he's just because he's listed at six foot one, if he measures out to be like six foot flat, I'm just telling you, you heard it here first, January the eighth, before the NFL Combine and before April's draft. Here, so let's let's look really quick here at the draft order and just kind of see where the possibilities would be. Right, the so one um, Chicago, two one Chicago. the Commanders, mm-hmm. three the New England Patriots, yeah, four those- the Cardinals. Those three are obviously like if it's going to happen and there are no trades, you would imagine it's going to happen. I, I don't see, I don't see Drake May falling past the Patriots. And then what what do the Patriots look like? Is Bill Belichick there? You know what's the offensive coordinator situation? They're like their receivers. They they need a lot of help with the skilled players department yep. in particular. Um, so I don't see Drake May really falling past there. If someone trades up, maybe that's different. Um, you know, the Giants at six for sure would be interested. Um, the the Falcons at eight, I would imagine. But I once again, I don't see Drake May falling that far. I think, you know. I think those teams would need to trade up, Lewis, agreed. if they want to get Drake May. Yeah, there, there are plenty of quarterbacks, or there are plenty of teams who need quarterbacks. But essentially, if you're not in the top three and you want either Drake May or Caleb Williams, you're going to have to trade up to go get them. Which agree you know, there. These 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 two are definitely even if you go past those two and look at like Jaden Daniels, for example, and some of the other quarterbacks in that mix, like there are plenty of really talented quarterbacks. I could see 
this, you know, the first half of this draft being pre quarterback heavy. Unless Bill Belichick's coming back and he even hasn't had that great of success since Tom Brady left. Drake may should be thinking his lucky stars right now because you're getting essentially a blank canvas in Washington. Now I know traditionally Washington hasn't been uh, a very well-run franchise. I'm trying to be polite here, but you mentioned the Patriots and the struggles of the offense, Lewis, you're spot on when they're tied with Carolina for least amount of points per game averaged this past season. It's like other than Ramondre Stevenson who missed time with injuries, like they don't have the skill position players to say, oh, okay, let's plug Drake may or a new rookie quarterback into this system. And what exactly do you have around him other than maybe Bill Belichick comes back. So yeah. you go to Washington Terry McLaurin is going to be there, a very underrated receiver. And again, it's just an entirely brand new regime. Yeah. And again, that I and I know that teams can manipulate the cap. So we probably overestimate salary cap space to an extent, but you'll be able to go out and get a player or two that can help a young rookie quarterback. And again, Bob Myers, I look at championship pedigree. Uh, yeah. Let's try to revamp what this organization in Washington, what it's traditionally been. And, and then you get to have the familiarity of having Sam Howell be your teammate too. The same guy in your quarterback room and both of you are NFL starters now. And you two can duke it out in practice and see who performs at the highest level. Well, because that's uh, that's definitely the thing, right? And with, with, with Ron Rivera being gone now for the commanders, like – I would assume that means that the Sam Howell experiment in Washington is done as well. Um, you know, cause it, it was the kind of thing where like, if, if Sam Howell could have performed at a level where you're like, yeah, he's a franchise quarterback, that's something that could have saved, you know, Ron Rivera's job or whatever it might be. But. Well, know, what about the enemy as well? Is the enemy staying in Washington? That's another I, thing. The offense coordinator, Eric B enemy. I, I mean, I've been wrong on this before, but I feel like Eric B enemy at this point, like, maybe he's going to be a, a hot head coaching candidate. Um, but uh, we, we've, also, we've been saying that for years now. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, do you want to go ahead and turn to the Carolina Panthers? Let's do it. Let's do it. Firing general manager, Scott Fitter today. This needed to be done. Um, you fire Frank Reich mid season and um, a year after you fired Matt rule mid season, uh, the track record of success with Carolina, like I approach this offseason this way, Lewis, where it's like, assuming they get rid of Chris Tabor as well, we're recording this on Monday, January the 8th, uh, assuming that they're not going to bring Chris Tabor back as the interim. Um, how do you try to salvage Bryce Young in year two? And then how do you compete with the other teams in the league that will also have head coaching vacancies and just... In the aftermath of David Tepper throwing a drink at Jaguars fans a week ago and getting fined three hundred grand, uh, he's not looked at very favorably right now. Uh, not just in the media, but you know, if you're a head coaching candidate and you want one of these thirty-two coveted positions, mm -hmm. and you want to position yourself to succeed in this league as a young coach, Carolina is not that appealing of a job, and I'd argue it's probably. We'll see what the other vacancies will end up being loose, but I'd argue it's one of the least appealing jobs. And especially considering you don't have a first round draft pick in the 2024 draft either. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's really tough. Right. I mean, cause hindsight's 2020, if you're the Panthers, obviously you'd be like, Oh yeah, don't trade up, stay at nine, go get a franchise quarterback. 
but who, who knows? They also, they thought they were a quarterback away and it's, it was very clear that they were not a quarterback away. Um, yeah. You know, I, yeah, Scott, I, Scott Fitterer needed to go. Like I, I was honestly kind of surprised it wasn't a back when uh, Frank Reich was, was fired. I was kind of surprised it wasn't a Reich and Fitterer both let go on the same day type thing. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just the yep. GM's job. The main thing is the roster construction, right? And you look at this roster and there are a lot of like solid defensive pieces obviously i mean you got derrick brown set an nfl record for most tackles by a defensive tackle on sunday like you know you have brian burns he's gonna be a free agent now there there are so many of those things that like are very they they have there are so many like issues with this team that yes you can look at coaching but a lot of it was just what the roster was and so that falls on scott fitterer you know and and when you look at what this what what the panthers need to do in the offseason it's just, it's all about Bryce Young. Do whatever you can to do the most and get the most out of Bryce Young. Um, the the re- most recent situation I kind of look at with this is um, Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins, right? You need oh, someone oh. to come in who can take a, a young quarterback who has struggled and, and salvage what his career could be. I, I think that Bryce has, um, I think Bryce would fit very well in kind of like quick timing type, Based systems like uh, run oriented systems that you see like in Miami within that um, you know Kyle Shanahan you know Sean McVay type trees, but um, I also think that you just, you have to have someone who's going to be committed to Bryce Young and building a good offense, especially around him. I like how you go with the glass half full perspective, Lewis, because I was going to go <laughs> glass half empty in Chicago, where I've seen. This story play out where front office head coach sell out, sell the farm to get the rookie QB that's going to magically save everything. I'm talking about the Chicago Bears with Justin Fields. And then everyone ends up getting fired because you don't produce the results that you expect. I really feel bad for Bryce Young because it's like, what do you have around him right now? And uh, you're going to have to make some moves to try to, upgrade this roster and how nice it would be to have a player like DJ Moore. Hindsight's 2020. I think one of the first things whoever takes over is going to have to determine is, is what do you do with Burns considering Mm. a year ago, you could have gotten two first round picks for him by all reports. And if you're just going to let him walk in free agency, it would be, it would be, it would be malpractice. It would be atrocious. Like you can't, you can't like, does he even want to come back to Carolina? Right. I'm, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think like Brian Burns has a bad relationship with the Panthers, but it's just, yeah, it, I really, it comes back to like that, that value estimate, right? Where the whole reason you didn't trade him for two first rounds is because you, you wanted to keep him. You wanted to make this work, get a long-term deal, have him be kind of a, a, a pillar of your defense moving forward. If you just let him walk in free agency, geez, Louise, like, well, not just that, but does he even fit into a defensive scheme for whoever you hire as the head coach? I, no, that, right? That, like, so, like, this is another down. thing where it's just like it, the, the Panthers are a mess. Back to back weeks getting shut out, too. Lewis, I'm going to be honest with you. I know Bryce Young needs the game experience, the reps, but with this coaching staff and with this game plan, I honestly think it was irresponsible playing him in the final week of the regular season. He, like, yeah. what if he had gotten hurt? I get that. Like, put Andy Dalton out there. Hey, this season's already lost. Bryce, 
you know, we appreciate your efforts this year. This really isn't on you at all. Like, and it's not to say, can, yeah, he needs to perform at a higher level, but again, what's around him to set him up for success. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to see Andy Dalton this last week, but it's funny. You mentioned McDaniel. I, I go with the, I go with the Bears. I've seen the Bears play this narrative out over and over and over again. But with what McDaniel's done to Salvage Tua, when having a lot of the same conversations, like is he the guy or not? Well, and then um, right after 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 last night's game against uh, the Buffalo Bills, you're like, oh, maybe Tua's not getting it done. <laughs> but it's fine. Overall, I mean, you're in the playoffs and you're lighting up the scoreboard with Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, and company. I mean, come on. Yeah, come no, on. that's fair. I, yeah, but either way, whether I, the, I mean, the two main focuses, right? You have, you have to get the good coach. You have to get the good system. You have to get a good GM. Golly, they, they just. I think the GM is going to be more important. No, no, I think that's fair because you have to with with the draft situation that they're in right now. You're going to have to do more with less. You're gonna you're gonna have to really take advantage. Every pick has to count because you don't have that first round pick. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You want to go to hoops? Let's go to hoops. Wednesday, number eight, UNC, your alma mater, Lewis, against NC State in Raleigh, PNC Arena. Tar Heels have been looking good on the hardwood. Uh, RJ Davis playing at a very high level. Uh, Lewis, I know um, my brain just isn't quite all the way there yet to say let's move from football to basketball. So I'm going to get up to speed very quickly here in the coming days uh, now that the regular season's over for the NFL. But what do fans need to look forward to in this matchup of these two triangle teams? Well, so a little bit of history, right? I think I saw it was um, UNC Stats and Information, I want to say, put this out there. The, this is the first time since 1974 that UNC and NC State will play each other, and they are both at least 3-0 and in the ACC. Wild. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There's, there's a lot of – I think part of that is, like, it feels like these two are pre- playing pretty early in the in the conference schedule, but, like – it's still it's 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 a big deal and when you look at they they've both gotten here in two totally different ways right mm-hmm. um you have unc who obviously is trying to turn things around from the very big disappointment that was last year they faced a very difficult non-conference schedule were able to pull out some big wins in there had a couple of tight losses you had them they kind of like take this new roster built the form a little bit and have now rattled off a few big wins in conference play um, and our top 10 right now in net, um, 
the we're recording this at 11:33, so we haven't seen this week's AP poll, but you, you're going to assume they've wrote, they've risen in the AP poll as well. Okay. Um, then you have NC State, who essentially had a huge overhaul of most of their roster, right? Um, and they all of their ACC games that they've played so far have been so tight, right? You have an overtime win against Boston College. You have a game winner on the road against Notre Dame, who Notre Dame is improving a little bit, but still is not very good. Um, and then you have a, a pretty good performance against Virginia as well. So the the thing that I think, if you look at big picture storylines for both of these teams, right? If you, although the question, oh, who, who is this more important? Who, 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 which team does this game matter more for, right? And based on where each of them stands, it's going to be NC State for sure. This mm-hmm. one is at PNC Arena. So mm-hmm. you're going to have, it's going to be a rile, it's going to be a, a rowdy and rambunctious crowd for sure. For the Wolfpack, their biggest issue in order to go back to the NCAA tournament again this year is going to be their non-conference schedule. They, you look at Kempom, you look at the different analytic sites, and they have one of the easier non-conference schedules. You don't have a whole lot of control over that, right? They did play some good teams in there. Ole Miss on the road. They played BYU. They had some really tight games in there. Um, some some teams that in hindsight now are, hey, those teams are pretty good. Um, but their non-conference schedule was not very strong. And so what has happened is the Wolfpack have set themselves up in order to make the NCAA tournament, they're going to need to perform well in the ACC, especially if, you know, I I, I, I could get on my soapbox and, and talk for a few minutes here about how ridiculous it is that we look at the ACC the way we do from an analytics perspective over the past like two years. And fortunately, this season, the tide has turned a bit, right? The people are respecting the ACC a little bit more from a analytics perspective you're starting to see more acc teams get in the the tournament with like the lenardis of the world the jerry palms of the world um but you just struck a nerve right there lewis listen mark i will go off um but (laughs) nc state is going to need to perform well in the acc Um, i want to look at uh really quickly i mean like i mentioned rj davis um we talked some before this, the pot, he's a freshman, Elliot Cadeau would like to see the free throw numbers improve. He's a guard and shooting less than 60% from the foul line, but the matchup, I mean, and I hope we get it too. like sometimes offense, defense. Uh, I want to see Baycott versus Burns. That's something sure. I just, I want to see the two big men go mano y mano in this one. And, you know, it seems like both of them are in their like 10th year of eligibility. Uh, I know that's a bit of a hyperbole, but that's just a matchup that's just going to be point blank period fun to watch. No, agreed. And some of this, I think, is going to be the kind of the styles as well. Um, NC State has really slowed things down a lot this year. Uh, on Ken Palm, their adjusted tempo is 152nd in the country, whereas UNC is 60th. Um, so you're going to have a bit of a, a styles kind of going back and forth. The one player who I think is going to make the obviously you have the DJ Burns for sure. Um, I, I go with other DJ, DJ Horn uh, for NC State. Um, what he's been able to do um, coming in for the Wolfpack has been really impressive. Um, you know, he, he's going to matter a lot uh, the way he moves the ball, the way he's shooting from the outside, 42.9% from three right now. Um, so it, it's going to be really interesting to see how that works out for him. Um, I, I think it's going to be, I think it's potential to be a really fun game, a really good game, a really good atmosphere. Um, 
but it's state is 65 in net right now. It's still, it's beginning of January. So this matters a little bit less, but 65 in net Ken Palm has them as the 64 best team. So this is the kind of game where if state could get a win here, it would go very far in yeah. their tournament chances. So, um, you know, if, if, if it's one thing, if this game was in Chapel Hill, but the fact that this game is in PNC arena, it's going to make for a really fun atmosphere. Um, the, Tobacco Road is all over the ACC this year, right? UNC, NC State, Wake Forest, all undefeated in the ACC. Duke two and one, you know, and trending upwards. It's it, it's we're set up to have a really fun ACC men's basketball season this year, and I'm I for one am excited for it. Wednesday at PNC Arena, it'll be Casey Hints from WRL Sports. There, do I have that right, Lewis? Yep, Casey, Pat, and Brian Murphy are all uh, covering the game. So we all hands on deck. Uh, it, it'll be a fun one. We'll have you all covered on WRL Sports Fan uh, as well as on uh, Fox 50 and WRL that night. Lewis, any final thoughts before we sign off here? This has been fun. Um, let me see here. Um, I would say uh, uh, when we talked about the men's basketball teams in the triangle, um, we're going to be giving more attention to the women's teams as well here moving forward now that we're in ACC play. Um, UNC picked up two massive top 25 wins this week, um, beating Syracuse and then beating, um, uh, Notre Dame on the road, uh, NC state losing a last second heartbreaker in Blacksburg against the number 13, I believe Virginia tech. Um, literally they, they went seven minutes, I think at the end of the game without scoring, but still took the lead at the very last second. And then, um, Virginia tech scored with 0.9 seconds left on the clock. So, the newly no longer undefeated Wolfpack are going to be just fine, but, <laughs> but still it's, you know, it's, it is shaping up to be a really fun uh, college basketball season in North Carolina. Mark, I'm, that's, that's my last word. That's my main takeaway. I'm pumped. It's amazing. The Tar Heels fans I've talked to really since like October after that second football loss, it's like, bring on hoop season. We're ready. So I could, that's, that's, that's more, Carolina football than anything, Mark. I could give you once again if I could. If I you can talk till sundown about all that. We yeah. can talk to sundown yeah. about all that. Uh, Luis Fernandez, you're the absolute best. This has been another edition of WRAL Triangle and Two. If you're watching on YouTube, tap the subscribe button on the 99.9 The Fan YouTube page, Apple and Spotify. Five stars and five stars. He's Luis Fernandez. I'm Mark Bergen. We'll see you next time. Take care. So long. the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.